the opportunity to grow bigger and stronger and finally do your very best work in every area of your life is here. For five straight days, we are going to dive into the core areas you need to focus on in order to grow. You want to juggle it all. I get it. But how? From laundry, dishes, groceries, eating vegetables, drinking enough water, homework, sports, early release, emails, clients, sales, giving hugs, love, kisses, screen time, wait, exercising and date night? How do you become the woman you need to be in order to get it all done? You start right here, right now, and then you grow. What do you say? Want to do this together? Then let's dive in to the five-day Ready to Grow series on the Systemize Your Life podcast. All right, welcome to day one. This is actually an episode that I could not do without my business bestie, Stephanie Gass. So I'm just going to get straight to it. You're going to hear the interview that her and I did together right now. And then at the end, I'm going to give you some really awesome homework. I hope you're over inside of our Facebook group so we can jam on this day one together. But listen, we're literally going to hash out her top three productivity hacks and my top three productivity hacks. Like it's really good. It's super in depth. I can't wait for you to hear this. Okay, okay, okay. I'll stop talking about it now. Let's get straight to this fun chat session slash interview between me and Stephanie Gass. Welcome to the Chels and Stephanie show. (laughs) Every time. Y'all, y'all, we are here in the house hanging out with Chels and Steph live. We are going to jam on one of your favorite topics on my show and one of your favorite topics on Chelsea's show, productivity. So we're going to be going through, Chelsea and I really sat down and we wrote down the top three productivity hacks that really allow you to become, for me, what I really want you to take away from this is a high achiever in your life and business as an entrepreneur or work from home mom. Um, So that's really what we're jamming on today. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, you know, this is just a fun opportunity for you to hear from two work from home moms that are really trying to crush it in home and business. And really, what does this look like? Like I tell people all the time, you have to be high achieving. Like this is a high achieving lifestyle. And so we just narrowed it down to the top three things. I'm, I'm going to give you my top three things and Stephanie's going to give you her top three. So you get to kind of be a fly on the wall and hear the inside perspective of what we try and prioritize, what we found to really work for us, what we know to be true. And honestly, like, let's be real. We're both doing all six of these, but Stephanie really excels in certain things. And so do I, and we, we have a different spin on it. So we're just going to jump in. We're going to ping pong back and forth on this. I'm going to ask Steph some questions. She's going to ask me some questions. Just going to be a fun little like interview for both of us to jumpstart, hopefully what's going to be the most productive year that you've ever had. Yeah. We got goals, girls. We got some goals. All right. Should I go first, Chels? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The very first thing that I believe truly helps me be as productive as possible is intentional planning. Now I've been a planner for my whole life. 
I love having a plan. If I don't have a plan, I have an immediate high anxiety. <laughs> so I'm like, this is in every area of my life. I have to have a plan. I have to know what I am doing, you know? And one of my favorite verses is Isaiah um, 30, 21. This is the way walking it. Like, how do you get somewhere if you don't know where you're going? So as I've evolved in this um, entrepreneurship role, and I've gone from a solopreneur to managing a team at this point, I have kids and schedules and all these things to manage. My planning has gotten better and better and better. And of course, with the help of Chelsea systems as well, learning that planning needs to be more than a to-do list. Planning needs to be a super intentional practice where you're looking at your life as a whole and what you want your schedule to look like and become. And then breaking that down into recurring tasks, things you're always doing, time scheduled events, projects, and fitting them into the way you want your life to look and feel. So it's this big picture intentional approach to, to purposeful planning in my life. And on a tactical basis, what does that actually mean, Steph? Well, it means that you guys heard Chelsea in my episode about our yearly planning process. So we're super intentional there. But then breaking that down into what does this look like quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily. And for me, I'm using a blend of Asana to, man to manage the workflows, right? The actual recurring tasks, monthly tasks, projects, and then a paper planner. And of course, Chelsea and I love the Horatio products to look at what my time blocks and things actually look like. Like, what am I doing on a daily basis in that morning time, in that work block time? What is happening with my kids and my family? So Sunday night, sitting down for an hour and being so specific with what is happening every hour of my day. So thoughts, Chels, questions, ideas? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> it's such an interesting evolution, right? Because you guys will just have to bear with me. I'm like dealing with this thing in my throat. So Love every her. once in a while, <laughs> Love it. you'll hear some weird things from me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's just been such an interesting evolution on watching you kind of so let me just like go straight to my first one is, is obviously very much of the same thing, but for me, it's so much more, it's, it's so much more of like, how am I segmenting my time? And so mm -hmm. Stephanie's very hour by hour by hour by hour, and her brain really goes that way. So if we take it and we look at it from my perspective as a person that gets really overwhelmed with too much to do very quickly, I'm so much more at peace and I'm able to produce so much more when I've chunked all this down into segments. And then that's how I know which segments are my time blocks, right? And so I come at this with time blocks and workflow. This has been my biggest thing. And so just to kind of jump into what you were talking about, Stephanie, it's like so beautifully articulated how you've broken all that down. But what do you think like over the last week when you've kind of been segueing from and kind of using a little bit more of, of like this blocking system, but in your totally in your own way, right? Stephanie, Stephanie doesn't use the exact method that I use because, and nobody really does. Right. But she's taken it and she's made it into what she wants it to be. And so I think that this first tip that we're both giving you is, can be a beautiful blend for whatever it looks like in your life. So I just want to ask you Stephanie, like, what has it been like for you kind of adapting it and going to this next phase of planning? Like, what has that, what has that been like? Yeah. So prior to our annual event, you know, my planner looked a lot like a big to-do list on a on a daily basis. And I was using Asana for 
the projects, but I bring everything to the planner, every to-do list item. And being the high achiever personality type that I am, checking things off brings me extreme gratification. <laughs> like I did it. I did it. And it can be like the smallest, most ridiculous thing. And I'm like, check, check that off. Look at me go. And, and Chelsea was like, is that not feeling kind of overwhelming for you? And I said, no, it feels great. But the problem is because I love work so much and I tend to lean into work. If I see something unchecked, life cannot go on. And so what that was creating for me was too much work and too much time in my business. So what I really went to was listening to Chelsea and learning from her when it came to how do we keep all the check marks off of the planner and only pull in what you're, what you have to do this week that fits into the work blocks that you've scheduled. And I was like, Oh, and that felt really great to me because I didn't have a start and stop time for my work. And so being able to put into the planner this week, for example, I have 30 hours time blocked out in green for work. And so I go into Asana and I only pull the projects that are going to fit into that 30 hours. And I'm, I feel a lot of freedom in that, knowing that I still have a lot of to-do list items, but I don't have to see them. They don't live in my planner this week. They're going to live in next week or or whenever they're going to be there. So it has felt really freeing, but still, I feel so great knowing that I can still put in my checks. I can still do all of that, but that I've created more time and space in my brain to have permission to turn work off. And that is definitely attributed to you and your time blocking. Yeah. Which is so cool because like, this is really the conversation of that's why you're so high achieving. And so now it's to see the, the potential in both of us, right. The, the whole thing that we want everybody to walk away from this episode with is really looking at how, how are Stephanie and I achieving as much as we are. And it's just, it's an evolution for everybody inside of these things that we've found that really, really work for us. We're still fine tuning all of the time. Right. So this yeah. is, this is my number, th- this is both of ours, number one and number two, but I'm going to jump into my next one, um, <clears throat> which kind of goes right along with it. But here's the other thing that I do that I know allows me to be super productive and really get a lot more done without feeling like I'm doing so much. And it's called routine stacking, which a lot of people have kind of heard this concept and it piggybacks a lot off of what we've been talking about. But the most beautiful thing for me is to be able to alleviate all of the things that I have to do and crunch them into, I only now have three things to do, but all of those little things are inside of a routine. So my brain just knows that I'm going to do the before school routine and, and that's it. My brain is not thinking about, I have to pack lunches. I have to help the kids get dressed. I have to make sure that all of the things are in the car. I don't have to think about any of that. All I know that I have to do is a before school routine done. And so when we create that space in our brains, we're able to actually execute because we're not running around in circles, like a chicken with its head cut off, thinking about all the things that we have to do. And that's just been such a beautiful thing for me for me, where I'm really learning to excel in this is my routine stacks inside of my work block. So when I, when I go micro level and I look at what kind of routines do I need to build in my business, that's where I've just grown as an entrepreneur 
And it's been really fun to see here's the things that I have to produce every single week. And it's a podcast episode. And what is the routine for that? What do I need to do every single Friday in my business? So all of my finances are taken care of. All of my metrics are being met. All of my goals are situated. My week for next week is set up so that I don't have to do it over the weekend. And so I've created these routine stacks in my business that have just been a game changer. Now I get to show up to my business, to my work block. And I don't have that same feeling like a lot of people have in their home and their motherhood where it's like, I have to do all these things. I don't feel that way in my business anymore. I have like three or four things that I do each day in my business and that's it. And it feels really, really good. It's taken some time to get there, but it, it feels really great. What's your next one? Well, and to sit, just to piggyback off of that for a second, you know, the exercise of building the routine stacks, sitting there and listing out like in the morning routine, what are you actually doing? Like that was so pivotal for me to have the actual list of what is the morning routine and what is the weekly, the weekly recurring stuff in my business, because you think, you know, and you think it's a routine, but until you write it out, you don't know. And you're going to continue to look at that thing over and over until it becomes a routine, right? At first it's kind of a to-do list while you're training your brain and then it becomes a routine. And that's where the freedom comes in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just doing this thing. And I know what I do. So, so good. All right. Number two, my second one, this is like my favorite. So just please enjoy this as I take you on a little journey into the universe. And then we're going to take a deep dive into something called the black hole. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So guys, I, Chelsea and I'd be jamming on Vox, whatever. And I, I go black. There'd be no Stephanie gas anymore. She's not available. She's not answering you. She's nowhere to be found. You can't text her, Instagram her, Vox her, her. Cause she's not answering you. And Chelsea would be like, hi, are you in the black hole? Are you in, and, and so what we, we discovered is this beautiful thing that I had created, which was basically focus mode. I am going into work as seriously as an intent and as intentionally as possible. I want to get five hours worth of work done in one. Like I am so dead serious. Chelsea's laughing. This is not a drill. <laughs> I have places to be, I have people to see. And the only way to do it is to get it flipping done, you know, and having this, I'm not going to sit down and waste time. And so what I created at this thing, I call the black hole. What does this mean? This means that when you sit down to work, your work block, your power hour, whatever it's going to be your time that you have, that is time is money more than anything else in your business. Time is money. So I can sit here and I can be distracted. And I can fart around and wonder what I should be doing. I can click on all the clickety clacks and check the tab and check the tab. And no, we're not doing any of that. It is all about eliminating distraction 100% because anything that's going to trigger distraction for you is trying to kill your productivity. And that means for me, like my phone is out of arm's reach. It is on away or focus mode or completely just out of reach. Um, tabs are shut down except for what I'm working for, working on, because otherwise you have a tab up and guess what it does. It triggers something. Oh, I was supposed, I was in the middle of working on that other thing. Close it all down and come, come to the table with one focus, one intention, one routine stack that you're doing and get rid of distractions because they will kill you. Truly your business is dead. Distraction (laughs) is a killer of productivity. 
So that's it. <laughs> I can't. You guys, I'll just tell you, like, as somebody that like has the word productivity tips on like everything that I do and then I show up and Stephanie like outworks me and out crunches check boxes times like 1000 every day of the week. Some days I would just be like, oh, I'm so terrible at this. <laughs> and it's been like a battle. I also just went through a season where, you know, our life just was like super weird for like two months because some plain change jobs. Anyway, so I've learned a lot from you, Steph, just like looking at, I call you gangster often. And it's because of this, like, you're so like, you don't play, you don't mess around. It's like, you just really go in and like have blinders on, you go in to execute and just annihilate all the things. And then you come out and you're like, ah, I did all the things. <laughs> so I really love this. And I, you know, of course I've deleted apps. I've gotten rid of distractions, but I think what I've been working on so much and learning this from you is a first and foremost, the tabs, because here's what happens with me, especially when it comes to tech, like I open up the thing and I'd love to hear your answer to this. Say one of my tasks requires me to go into Flowdesk because I got to do something for this task. And then when I'm in Flowdesk, I realize, oh, hot dang, I was supposed to do this thing for this person. It's only take me two seconds. And then I do the thing for the person yeah. that only took me two seconds. And then while I was doing the thing, I gave a pig a pancake is what happened. I gave a pig, I gave a mouse a cookie. Yeah. And then this is what happens. And it just turns into this thing where it's like, now I have 15 browsers open and I could die. And so I've learned lately that I know all my passwords. It's okay to close the tabs. <laughs> I will be able to re-enter. And so what do you do? Like, where do you park them? Okay. That's is good. this your, is this your spot? I know Stephanie's workflow. Is this the spot in your workflow where you have, what do you call it? Urgent. It's urgent. Yeah. Is this yeah. where you park 1000 urgent things when they pop up? What do you do with them? <laughs> yeah. So good. First of all, I didn't know they had give a pig a pancake. I need oh, it. They have lots. We just read it last night. If they give it, if you give a pig a pancake, if you give a mouse a cookie, there's like 15 different ones. Oh, cute. We have like three. I didn't, I'm going to have to buy all those. Uh, anyways. So here's the thing. You guys know that analogy. That's like, if you didn't post your workout on Facebook, it didn't happen. Do you know that analogy? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't believe that to be true. I do believe that if you don't put your, your task somewhere, it will be forgotten. Okay. You cannot live your life based on what tabs are open. You know, that is not a task management system. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that you're always going to end a task in the middle because you're going to run out of time or you're going to get distracted or you're going to have to go to the next thing. And so what you have to do is immediately in that moment, decide where to park the task so you can close it and move on with your life. So for me in Asana, in my, I use Asana for my task management in the boards, in the workflow, I have something called urgent. So that's where I've been parking things. You could also have something that just says in progress mm -hmm. and park them on that board. <clears throat> and you just, all I would do, for example, is I'd be like, um, complete landing page ended at blank done. I'm done. The task just lives there. And for me, it can sit in a in a, um, 
in process or it can sit in the urgent. You can decide if you want to have both of those boards or one. For me, the my urgent board, it really it never goes above 10 things because they're quick. They're quick mm-hmm. things, but they need to be uh, they need to be not forgotten. So that's where they live. And I just know that if there's any tab open with a thing and it it's just going to distract me, like you said, down this rabbit hole of something else. And at the end of that hour, I'm so disappointed in myself mm-hmm. because the thing I set out to achieve and I planned for it and I created the space and the cues and the yummy essential oils are blowing, billowing in the wind. And I have my iced coffee and I'm like, I'm going to do this thing, Chelsea. And I'm over here in a dumb Excel spreadsheet updating something that does not matter. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does this KPI have to do with making me profit or impact in my business today? Like, so that's the thing. And here's what I want. I want you to know when you go in some crazy distraction, it pulls you away from the income producing activity because that's the harder stuff you're focused on here, right? So we, we are naturally going to go to this these weird, superficial, high-level tasks because they're the easiest thing to get off of the plate. But those yeah, are not yeah. the things that we've scheduled in. No, and it's 100% avoidance. And this is like, this is just side note. We'll have this conversation quickly and then we'll bust out our last ones. It's really as avoidance. You know, I have a to-do. It stays in my in-progress. I never actually let mine get above five because it should be, I have 20 minutes scheduled to knock off my to-dos. And so I should have four easy, quick five-minute things. My biggest thing in my personality is touch it once. If you mm-hmm. pick the, if you pick the shoe up, walk it to the shoe cubby. Don't put it down on the chair and do something in the kitchen, like put it away. And so I've been working on that in my business. Like if you're going to open an email just to see what it says, you best have time to respond to that email right now. So you're not opening emails. You're not looking at emails. And so I think for me, it's just been marrying those two things together to figure out and, and really what it is, is you, and that's why in my top three every week, it's been to execute my workflow the way that it's established. And that's so much of what you just said. Everything's there. I have the time, sit down to do it. Now only open the tabs that you need to execute the podcast episode that you're supposed to do. And so I've gotten really, really efficient at making sure the correct links are tied to the card so mm. that when I go to open up, this is my task right now. And it is to produce this podcast episode, the link to the notes where I've already copied it are there. The links to everything are there. It opens it. It's beautiful. It's super efficient. So <clears throat> I love everything that you just said, cause it's really so true. And it's something inside of my personality that I've had to work really hard on, as you know, cause we've, we've hashed this out a lot. So I'm glad that you shared that. And we got to really kind of look at those things. Um, because people are going to land all over the map on that, you know? Yeah. And find what works for you, but distraction is a stealer of everything that you're setting out to create. So get mm-hmm. how the question is, how do you get rid of that for you? Yeah. Look for those triggers. Okay. What's your second one, Charles? That was my, my second one was routine stacking. First one was time allocation. So oh, last perfect. one, okay. last one, last one for me is what I, I say this in the Academy all the time, but it's improvising. So I always say improvise, adapt and overcome is something that we teach a lot. It's actually a military term and it, it needs to be a motherhood term. It needs to be a work from home <laughs> mom term term because I've just become really, really skilled at improvising. I'm not afraid to break ties with my plans. I'm not afraid 
I'm not married to anything at this point. I've gotten really good at being super positive when kids are sick, when things come up, when my dad needs me for something and I'm helping him with his business. He's 71 and, you know, he started a business and he calls and needs help with this. And CJ, what's this email mean? And this is this, you know, and it's like, wow, that just took 30 minutes of my work block. And I'm so disappointed, but I'm actually not like, guess what? What a privilege to be able to have the flexibility in my life to do all these things. And I think there for a while in the beginning, I was getting really frustrated with the fact that I was constantly in motion and constantly in flow and there was no rigidity and I needed that structure and I needed it and I needed it. And then I realized, well, you don't actually need it. You just need to change your perspective. And so I've worked really hard at improvising and adapting what I thought was going to be into what actually can turn into something so much better. And so just a really quick example of what this looks like is yesterday, we'll just use yesterday because yesterday I was supposed to show up to my work block from 12 to five yesterday. I was supposed to have five hours and it ended up that I didn't start working until almost three because, 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 because like, that's just what it was. Can you tell we watched the wizard of Oz a lot in this house? Um, I ended up with a migraine and I had to go to the chiropractor and I needed to go to the grocery store and then Bailey has, has had like this thing, this cough. And like, there just was a lot of things that kept ended up getting pushed back. And then I had to run to the store. I was like, should I just scrap it all? And I just was sitting on the, on the fence with what do I do? And then I was like, I'm just going to improvise. It's totally okay. So I opened up my workflow. I was able to move things to where I needed to. It took two seconds. I hammered out some incredible work. I actually ended up taking a phone call from my dad and helping him with an invoice. Like, <laughs> and it ended up being a really great workflow that left me feeling amazing about what I was able to accomplish that day. And I think so much of that really just comes back to our attitude and attitude is everything. And when you work alone and you're isolated, your attitude has nowhere to go, but (laughs) down the pooper when you have no one there to lift you back up. And so you have to get really, really good at the art of improvising when all of the little things in life take you off what you thought was going to be your plan for the week. I love this one so much. And I think this is one that's super hard for me because I'll sit down with this plan and this vision and this intention, you know, and how I show up to a work's block. And then whatever my son's school calls or Brad needs to talk to me about this thing. And it's important. I have to deal with that. Like I'm, I'm like triggered, you know, I'm like, you're coming in. I'm like, you're still in my productivity time. And like, it's, we have small kids ish still. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. this is truly the time I have to do all these things. And so I think everything you said, you know, shifting your perspective and your attitude around it. And then one thing that's really helped me is praying in the moment, like, Mm -hmm. Lord, please help me to not be frustrated and to help me see the, the beauty and the blessing in this break. And also Lord, like carve out this time for me to, 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 to make up for this somewhere else. And there's always an answer. And I think, um, prayer has really helped me shift my perspective really quickly because I can only control so much about myself, but you know, the Lord always wants to help us navigate those hard spaces. Yeah. I love that. What's All your right. Last one? 
My last one, my friends, to that helps me be super productive and a high achiever is a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And you, you may be like, oh, I, I, whether you have one or not, <laughs> you should have one. And you should have like this is really non-negotiable in my opinion. I don't care if you're a morning person or not a morning person. This is a learned skill. I was not someone that was like, let's rise and shine at 4:35 in the morning. No, of course not. No one is, you know, and lots and lots of changes had to happen for me over. It was a, an evolution over a year and a half of like scaling back what, you know, the time that I spent watching shows at night or putting the alarm away from my body or not scrolling the phone. When I went to sleep, like all these things had to change in order for me to start getting up in the morning for a morning routine. And what, what began as time for me to give my first fruits to the Lord, right? Like if I'm waking up, that's my best time of the day. That's when Steph is at her best. I have had a coffee and a half. I am ready to go. (laughs) That's when the Lord deserves, like I deserve to hang out with the Lord because I have the best that I have to give. And so that's what it started as. But then once I was done with that 45 minutes to an hour, my day started and the kids were up and all these things. And I went, you know what? I'm going to scale this back even more because what I'm finding is there's so much beauty in this solitude in the morning that I've created to get my heart right and to focus on what the intention for the day, what am I doing today? What does today look like? And how do I, how do I scale this, um, morning routine back a bit? So I'm starting without any chaos hanging over me. And then the other thing that I added into my morning routine, and again, this is an evolution, so don't feel overwhelmed here but I added a power hour in, into the morning. So in this power hour in my morning is where I'm doing these to-do items that Chelsea mentioned. Mm -hmm. All emails are happening in that one hour in the morning, um, to-do list, cleaning the desktop. Like you guys, I don't know about you, but you sit down to work and your home is clean, you know, everything's put away and you've got your essential oils and, you know, I don't know if you saw Lydia's post the other day. It's like, you have vacuum lines in the living room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like angels are singing, you know, I'm like, I'm ready to go. This is the same thing. It's like, you're making your bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting up. Emails are done. Inboxes cleaned out. Know what I'm doing today. I've spent time with the Lord by the time six 55 rolls around. I'm so ready to slay. And I get up late, things are thrown off. I miss my morning routine. My day is totally, I I would say it's 30 to 40% less productive than the days that I begin in this way. Yeah, it really is. And that's the thing. You can still have a great day. You can still have a good day, right? But it's not going to be as productive. And so we're just going to keep this all back to like, how are you actually going to produce more? You have to start your day before everyone is demanding something of you, because then you're just going to be putting fires out all day long. This is something that I obviously do too. Um, I'm, I'm really flexible with this. Like there are just days when Blaine and I love to lay in bed with each other and just like chill. We love to start a slow morning together. And there's other days when I'm up at four 30, I'm at the gym, I'm home and I'm crushing it. Um, I used to do a power hour of work every single morning and now I just, I don't need to. And so I, I love my bed. I love my warm bed. If it's cold, I can't get out of bed. And so I kind of really give way to a morning routine that, that looks different depending on the day. Like I know what a morning routine looks like that, that I only have 30 minutes for versus one that I have two hours for or anything in between. And I like that yours is, is 
you shoot for the same thing every single day. Mine is very static and that works best for me. And again, bringing us to the point of what works for you and everybody has different personality types and different times where you can hang out with your spouse or that may look different for you. But for me, it's been such a game changer that it became a commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's like, there's certain parts of it that are non-negotiable. You know, are there days whenever I am in bed because I stayed up super late because I was up with somebody all night long and I just don't get any of it. And I get up and I throw clothes on and we get the kids out the door or whatnot. Yeah. Those days do happen, but those are pretty much days where I'm just honoring sleep over all else. And that's just what it is. But for the most part, 98% of my life, there's some kind of morning routine happening. And it's like, it has to happen. If you want to be productive, I love, I love the way that you've set yours up a lot. Um, and I think, you know, this is why it's so awesome that you and I have come together to do this episode together so that people can see two people running businesses with young kids at home with like full lives and totally making it happen. And there's no right way to do it. Right. There's different habits. There's different approaches, but you'll see the similar threads through all of this. It's just the way that Stephanie and I spin it to fit what we need in our own lives. Yeah. So let's recap for you guys. Um, Chelsea's top three routine stacking time allocation and improvising. Mm-hmm. Steph's top three Steph's my top three. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I do not speak in third person. That was awkward. Okay. One intentional planning <laughs> Two, the black hole slash focus mode three, a morning routine, including a power hour in there. So hopefully those blessed you guys. And listen, if you've enjoyed hanging out with Chelsea and I today, and in the, in the last episode that we did around, um, our annual CEO retreat, We would love to invite you. This is actually a last call for any of you who feel led on your heart to to come pour into this type of work in person with us. We are hosting Call Her Blessed. It's a three-day retreat in Gilbert, Arizona, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. And at the time of recording this, we actually have six spots left, but by the time this airs in two weeks, um, if you're still hearing this, there's probably a few spots left. Mm-hmm. And so if it's on your heart to get around other faith-led women who want to explode their business, grow in their goals, really step into what God has called for them, but do it in a clear, cohesive, concise way where you know exactly what you need to do to make that happen while being pampered in this gorgeous, gorgeous little area of town with beautiful restaurants and the most beautiful, um, working space that we're going to, we've rented out for you guys go to callherbless.us and check it out. And we would love to have you there with us. Yeah. It's the accountability that you really need from people that want to have conversations like this. Like if you're eating out this podcast episode and you're like, dude, I want friends like that. I want friends that are going to box me. I want friends that are going to be like, Hey, what's on the agenda today? Hey, what do you want to get done? Like, if you want to be in this space where you're trying to find other high achievers that aren't are faith-based 100% of the way. They're not going to be throwing new age things at you. They're not going to be throwing distractions at you. They're going to give you sound advice. They're going to support you in the way that you want support. Come get your seat to call her blessed because that's really what it's about. We can't wait to see you there. Let's do this. Call her blessed.us. Okay, guys, God bless you. And we'll see you back here real soon. It's almost 2022. Let's get it.
Let's get it is right. We're going to get after it over inside of the Facebook group. Some of you may be like super excited and you're like, yes, I want to be at Call Her Blessed. The others of you are going to be like, yes, I can't wait to get in on this ready to grow series inside of the Facebook group. Hop on over there and I want you to comment on the post that we are putting up that is geared specifically to day one. So we're going to, all of us, be chatting about what productivity hacks you're going to be starting this year. I'm super curious to know what productivity, like roadblock, like what specific part of this episode were you like, oh my gosh, I think that is what I need to do to get over the reason why I've not been productive. So let's talk about this. And guess what? I am going to meet you back here real soon. It's called Tomorrow for day two of the Ready to Grow series on the Systemize Your Life podcast.